The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. I'm Maya Pavinska-Sims, I'm the EMEA editor of Provoke, and I'm delighted to welcome you to the second part in our new series, Being Human in a Tech-Enabled World in Partnership with Axicom. Um, the series is looking at different aspects of what life and work uh, as humans and communicators and creatives look like now and how they might look in the future through the lens of technology as well, we're using on a day-to-day basis now. Um, after our first episode focusing on the workplace, I've got three incredible award-winning creatives, what promises to be a really stimulating, enlightening and relatable discussion about how creativity is changing in this strange times we continue to First up, you're very welcome to Aoife O'Leary, one of a duo of ridiculously talented young creatives. Um, she runs Girls Do Ads with Lena Kesdi and has already picked up awards including DNAD New Blood Pencil and One to Watch and has been a Can Young Lions finalist. So well on her way to a, a, a glittering career in the creative industry. And um, we've also got Sean Dallas-Kidd, founding partner of consumer creative and comms firm Demonstrate ex-creative director at firms including J. Walter Thompson and Fleischmann Hillard, uh, quite an impressive CV. And last but not least, we have Graham Anthony, better known as G, Axicom's first ever creative director, who's bringing a uh, consumer PR approach to B2B tech campaigns, which is really exciting. And G spent 10 years at Frank, where he worked on campaigns for the likes of Burger King, Diet Coke, Huawei, and Atom Bank. Welcome all three of you, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Um, Pleasure. Let's move on to our first discussion point. Um, Let's talk about what the impact's been on creative teams and creativity in communications in in a broader sense when the world was thrust into the virtual environment overnight, as we all were 15 months ago or so. Gee, do you want to kick off with what the experience was? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess... It's going to be very hard to summarise it as, a, as an industry thing, just because every creative brain is wired differently. So when this happened overnight, everyone will have found themselves in a completely different boat. And then how they sort of converted over was really down to, I guess, their previous experiences or how they found themselves operating before. Through my own experience it actually worked quite seamless Um, because at my previous agency, we'd been trialing remote working for probably a good year before we all became remote ourselves. Um, So actually the next day I sort of woke up and could still function pretty much as I did the day before. Um, But I think the, the thing which everyone has struggled with the most. I'm not sure it's really the virtual environment, but I think it's that that isolation, mm-hmm. I guess. That's probably the bit which has been hardest to overcome for most creatives, but especially those who, who I guess, find their inspiration through really sort of feeling the moment, feeling the environment, using every sense to, to get that little spark that they need to come up with an idea. So, you know, I can really appreciate how that has been hard for those individuals, but at the same time, like, I think it's about adapting and just 
coming to terms. I think on, on, a, on a national level, I think everyone sort of had the same mindset back then, where it was a bit like, fucking hell, what do we do now? You know what I mean? It wasn't just, it wasn't just our creative process that had been disrupted. It was our, our whole entire lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I think a lot of people misinterpreted that as, oh, crap, I've got creative block. Well, no, I think we've got a live block at the moment and you're sort of missing the point here. But I think once we've managed to sort of realise that the world will still spin and things will still move forward, you were able to adapt and pivot like most businesses and all our clients, even agencies were asked to do. We had to sort of really dig deep and, and try to find a way for us to move forward. Um, and, and I guess, you know, it's, it's a bit of a cliche, but when you lose one of your senses, other ones become more powerful. And I think that sort of has adapted and evolved and ultimately manifested through this new virtual environment. And we've just got to sort of test things and find new ways of working so we can still get that outcome of really good, punchy, creative. Yeah. Uh, I think if there's one thing about our industry, it's... It's its resilience. It's, you know, as soon as we get something between our teeth, we never let go of it. Um, that's one of the beauty of, 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 of the creative mind. Um, but then also what we do is we explore because that's how, that's how we create things. We, we, we are always looking. We never switch off. So I think you know, we, 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 by and large, adapted quite well. Um, and then also, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure it really suffered. I mean, the beautiful thing from, from this whole situation was that, I mean, we had an abundance of time on our hands and boredom and boredom bred creativity where all of a sudden people were like, shit, I've got nothing to do. Oh, I'm going to try to pick up a pencil or, you know, <laughs> I'm going to try something else. And it was wonderful to see all these, these these individuals find skills and hidden talents that they never knew exist and hopefully it's really bred a whole new generation of of unknown creators i think that's the exciting thing to come out of this that's really that's really interesting yeah people have uh, people who wouldn't necessarily label themselves as creative have, have kind of come out of the woodwork haven't they i've seen that you know among my own my own friends as well and colleagues um sean does any of that echo your experience over in california how have things been for you over the past year what was it like at that moment where the world changed well i would say uh similarly we were able to make a uh, a swift pivot uh because we are a boutique agency uh, I would say for the creatives, the challenge has really been, I think, connecting sort of the the idea of a brainstorm and that spark. Uh, where do you get that? And so I think a lot of folks have been looking to nature, kind of getting out there. And ironically, when I look back at some of the sort of ways in which people you say, oh, go out for a walk and do this X, Y, or Z, you know, that's now becoming, that's now returning back into the culture of creativity, you know, picking up pencils and drawing or going out on a walk or going down to the beach because you can't, you know, when everything sort of flipped it on its head, you couldn't just go to some of your traditional points of inspiration. You know, most creative agencies and shops were sort of city centric. And so a lot of those gathering spaces were off limits. So I think it, 
gave folks an opportunity to get reconnected with nature again. And I think a lot of that will start to manifest itself in a lot of the work that we start to see, that feeling of optimism, um, that reconnection with yourself, community, your family, um, and just personal creativity. And I also think we've also seen a lot of these sort of uh, people who thought, who would quickly say they weren't creative. I think all of a sudden, once the sourdough bread <laughs> making at home became a thing and everyone got their chef hats on and their you know, independent photographer or crocheter or knitter or whatever that is, uh, I think the sort of spark of creativity started uh, just manifesting itself everywhere because we did have this sort of the sense of boredom and uh, this opportunity to kind of see what really could spark our own personal passions. So it's definitely been an interesting, let's say, 12 or 14 months, wherever we are on the spectrum. Uh, we've uh, definitely have adapted to do virtual shoots, to think of creating content or creative solutions in different ways. Uh, you know, just the nature of creatives is if there's a little gap, we will fill that space up <laughs> with, with some sort of solution. So I think that part will always work itself out. Um, yeah, we'll come back to talk about how you're using technology and new techniques um, in, in a little bit. And yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how that kind of re-immersion in nature, because we have had nothing else to do for a year, will we'll kind of come out in the in the creative work as we go forward. Aoife, coming to you, um, what's been the impact on you over the past year? You're a bit younger than these two gorgeous guys. Um, what, what's the impact been on the next generation of creatives for you? You know... I think originally it was such an easy transition for us, like, you know, being young or younger, if I'm, if I'm not being too nice to myself, is the fact that like we live off our phones, our devices. So mm -hmm. moving to this like new form of communication wasn't actually new for us, but I think fatigue set in really, really quickly. I think it was really hard to stay motivated, especially as like being part of a team where you're almost kind of like a creative parasite and you feed off one another. It was really, really difficult. I think at the start, um, sob story, like we you know, had our, our, our first junior role together. And unfortunately, after kind of like a month of working from home, we lost that position. And we had like a month of nothing. And God, we aged so much in that time. It was... It was incredible because there was so much pressure on every other creative team that I spoke to to be producing work, you know, especially work that responded to what's happening. What what have you guys made? And, you know, you can only wash your hands so many ways, you know. It was like, what what else can we do to to be relevant? And I think it put a lot of pressure on, you know, especially people who are just like straight out of university. You know, you've spent months and months kind of crafting this book to get your foot in the door and then the doors are just completely shut and they're not only shut but now there's this whole other list of things that you need to to be seen and I think initially it weighed really really heavily on us and you know you can put it down to luck or being optimistic or I, I don't even know what but we just kind of forced ourselves to keep talking to each other like as easy as it would be just to like 
go and rewatch friends like we we set little targets for ourselves each day like for us for instance something that really helped in that like month period was and I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with it but it's called one minute briefs it's on twitter every day they release this kind of like quick brief and you respond to it and every single day we did it just so we had something that we had to get up for it was a deadline we had to meet and it really brought our confidence back in our work and it, it brought our confidence back in each other and that kind of confidence to keep going and that things would get better and you know I think that still remains with a lot of people in my age group is that that confidence is still lacking because only now we're seeing things turn around and um, as you guys said, it's been kind of like a 12 to, to 14 month period. But for some of these people, it, it feels like a whole whole longer time because they've obviously been going through uni and then going out into the big world and going to crits. And it's the same story they've been hearing over and over again. So I don't, I'm quite excited to see what's going to come from, you know, lockdown ending and the kind of diversity that we're going to be seeing pour in now and what I hope that we'll see um, see adapting into the creative field because I think at the moment there's so much talent out there that hasn't had the opportunity um, to share to share their work. Yeah it feels like we're at a bit of a tip you know it's not a tipping point exactly but we are all shifting into a new way of working but it's not going to be it's not going to be a you know going back to anything is it? it's very much moving forward into into a new way of working um Graham G where are you now with stuff do you feel like you've settled into a new way of working I mean you're just getting back into the office got lovely XCOM branding behind you what how where are you now and where do you see that evolving in terms of how you work as a creative yeah it's a good point um I think it sort of bridges from what we were talking about just now, but one of the one of the biggest challenges I remember was wasn't necessarily how we get creative, but it was actually more the briefs we were getting. Mm. Creativity needs to answer a problem. Um, we had too many problems, <laughs> or, or actually. The issue was, was our clients. Uh, I don't mean that derogatory, but what I mean was because it was such a complex moving time where day by day, like the goalposts would shift, was that it was actually very difficult to identify a real long-standing problem and then task your creative teams to go about solving that in the way that they do. I mean, I remember that we were, we were really, really busy during lockdown one. Um, and we were, you know, really putting out a load of proposals left, right, and center. And none of them came to fruition. And it wasn't because it was poor work. It was because the goalposts had just moved within, within a week of us having to respond. Our response was no longer relevant to the, to the problem that, 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 that the client was facing. So that was, that was the hardest part of of COVID lockdown, whatever you want to call it, from, from my aspect. So I guess coming forward now to where we are is because we have a, a greater understanding, because we have more consistency in our life and a better way of working, and it's a bit more grounded, I guess. You know, those briefs that we are getting now are 
more pre-planned, prepared. They are working towards a mid to long, long-term goal. Um, so you know, it, it feels it feels good. It feels satisfying and very rewarding to finally come up with creative mm-hmm. that is going to come to fruition and actually um, actually culminate in something in the end. So you know, I I, I think there's also a, a yeah an interesting side to discuss, which is is just the output of the creative but actually that briefing and what we're trying to do is is important um and i think uh, that's probably that's probably probably the most important part or the most or the bit i value the most at the moment is actually having those solid robust goal posts for us to try and score into i guess Sean, what about you? Has the way you've responded to client briefs changed in a in that sort of way over the past year? Where are you now? And where do you think, how far do you feel you've evolved since we all went into lockdown as a creative? Well, it's interesting. The, the uh, idea behind Demonstrate, the agency, is really to look at things from an integrated, holistic way. So we have uh, for traditional advertising, paid media, and earned media, and social digital content under one roof. And I think where we have sort of evolved or really leaned in in the last year is around sort of putting brand purpose into action. Mm-hmm. And so looking at how can that sort of manifest itself uh, in a way to really help set brands up when you hit these type of headwinds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's one thing to promote the product you have in hand today, but it's another thing to set up room for your sort of business growth and diversification of it. And so I think the idea of really trying to understand the business objective, both in the short term, medium term and long term, um, has been our sort of focus. And then how do you use the different communication levers, so to speak, to kind of drive that messaging or drive that opportunity? And then really being open, I think, um, and how you do that. Um, I remember there was some quote I saw a while ago where it's something around B2B. It's not B2B, it's human to human or some some sort of tagline someone came up with, but it was this sort of, interesting idea that always stuck with me, you know, that it doesn't matter if you're doing brand to consumer communications or business to business communications, because I think the two endpoints on either side, it's always a human and humans engage on multiple platforms, different types of channels. So I think opening up the aperture into how you want to communicate a message and helping bring your brand partner along so that they can kind of look at, oh, uh, maybe I might use in a sort of technology space humor to explain something like um, data security, Mm. Uh, you know, because at the end of the day, it's still a person on the other end. And if you could take a complex idea and make it relevant, educational, and funny, then I think, you know, that does, that goes a long way for um, keeping that brand sort of top of mind in that uh, buyer's uh, sort of consideration set. Yeah. 
It feels a bit like the past year we've all just chucked the cards in the air and they're all landing different for everybody. It's uh, it's we're in a really weird state of flux at the moment, aren't we? Eva, what's it been like for you? You know, after that initial shock, where have you, where have you guys landed, especially in relation to kind of meeting and uh, client briefs? Uh, I want to know who Graham's working for that they have this kind of like time, ex expansive time. You know, I've noticed like we've worked with a bunch of agencies luckily and and have girls do add working with um smaller clients what i've noticed is how rapid the turnaround has been on briefs like you could only get whiplash it's it's that quick like last week we had you know a tissue we pitched we won and we filmed and it, the work is going to be out next week and it's wow. crazy considering you know I think we had like maybe a year in kind of advertising PR world before COVID hit. And you'd usually have maybe like four months before such a piece came out. And it's been crazy because I think the the expectation is so much higher. And equally, you put so much more pressure on yourself because you're like, okay, we're like, we're so lucky to be here. And there's thousands of other people who are like dying for this job, like keep going. But like there's only so much Baraka boost you can have. <laughs> it's like, I'm quite looking forward to, you know, as great as these clients come along who are looking for, um, for work to come out in a few months time, because I think we've all had to develop this kind of read the room mentality now when it comes to finding insights, because that's, the best work is is the work that's like true true to consumer but because people's behaviors and how they consume um and their purchasing patterns have changed so much your ability to find that truth and how long it stays true for um has changed so i think the the nature in which a brief comes in and it's executed and it goes back out to the public has just accelerated massively along with the expectations put on uh, the people are coming up with the creative. Uh, yeah, that sounds intense. Goodness me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, here's a big question. Expanding on a, you know a couple of points you guys already made. Where do you now find creative inspiration from? As everything has changed so much, we've talked a little about nature and you know making the most of what you do have. But gee, where for you is that uh, have the sources of inspiration changed, and how do you think that will continue? For me, I don't think it changes. Inspiration is everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, you know, like, you know, like there's, there's a saying where it's like technology advances so much during times of conflict, right? But creativity, it advances so much during times of austerity. When we have something to unite and empower against with something as a global pandemic tends to have a really important passion point, people want to express themselves. So the beauty of all this is maybe all those, those hidden creators have really come to the surface and that's really, you know, being beamed into our living rooms. You know, not even us going to try and find it through social media, but even on news channels. I mean, these are stories that traditionally wouldn't make, but because the news 
schedule was dedicated so much to graphs and all that stuff you know we they needed to try and fill that so actually you know you had some amazing stories coming to the service and they were they were you know we didn't even have to go find them they were they were being put to us um so it sort of made life a bit easier but i mean you you find creativity from whatever and thankfully there was a real uh, an abundance of it during this time you know from cat filters through to grass the rise of tiktok and adults taking over that platform really dodgy haircuts john lewis furniture i mean jesus now you can book virtual tours of of uh, of the pyramids you know what i mean there is this real sort of everyone flexing and pivoting and and trying to make their expertise work in this virtual world actually it was fantastic for inspiration it really sort of broadened everything and really uncovered some things that you would have never have seen before so it's it's certainly still there and i hope that that continues um but at the same time you know even today just his first time back down in london and just sort of sitting out looking at the countryside on the train it's it's you know it just it, it, nothing beats that sort of tangibility but all the the sensory explosion that you get um I, I I'm delighted how delighted you are to be back in the office. I'm sure that will be shared by many people over the, the next few weeks and months. Sean, for you, have your sources of inspiration and the way you find um, those kind of moments, those little sparks of insight, have, that, have they broadened out for you as well? I think everything has gone, like, uh, if we think about the way in which we used to consume, you know, you had a couple of sort of key channels. I think everything has just gotten more niche, more broken down into smaller bits and everywhere. Like we've now got this like audio revolution and social platforms that have gone backwards, have gone from like high fidelity visual Instagrammable moments to being a fly on the wall in uh, conversation, <laughs> you know, on uh, some of these uh, sort of other social channels to, I think, for me, one of the things that has also been interesting, I've been um, advising on this platform called Repco, Represent Collective, where they're bringing stories of um, uh, people of color up into the forefront. So it's like, I think more people are telling their stories um, from sort of different perspectives. So I think, you know, I feel as though I'm getting more angles from audio side to sort of slow news has been like one of the things I've been getting into. Love my books. I've gone back to books, uh, doing more, uh, like just getting deeper into different types of music, listening or seeing artwork from sort of, uh, up and coming artists to like being curious about this whole, NFT art phenomenon beyond the $69 million pieces, but just, you know, all of a sudden you've got these high school kids that, you know, back when I was a kid, I would draw on sneakers or draw on pieces of paper. They've got their own little art business that they're doing. So I just feel like, you know, cr creativity is sort of infesting the world right now. And everyone's trying to get onto any sort of surface, whether it's physical or virtual, and just scribbling on the walls and seeing if someone likes it. So it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a buffet. It's more uh, trying to, I think it's sort of going to tried and true locations for inspiration. Now I'm kind of flipping up every rock 
to see uh, what's under there. I love that. I love the idea that creativity is just investing everything rather than it being stilted at all. Um, Eva, what's been your experience of the the places you've been looking for inspiration or the places you found it changed or broadened? What, what's your um, impression? I was going to say inhaling markers, but obviously that's a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, honestly, I spent so much time like, like any young person online and I got a lot more involved with like badass gals. And honestly, like I'm gonna sound like a weirdo and I don't mind. Like I slid into so many people's DMs who were in like different disciplines than me, people who were further up the ladder at, at the same position and people who were just looking to get their toes in the creative field and just writing to people and just wanting to get like, to know a little bit more about them. Cause I don't know, maybe it's just me. I find advertising and, and PR is quite, a competitive industry like and I find that really weird uh, I, I don't know <laughs> it's, it's I can't imagine three accountants going into a room and kind of comparing their like excel documents for who, whose is better and I, I find that there is this kind of mentality there in in the creative industry and I really just wanted to remove that and where I could help people and equally where others could help me whether it's just through conversation about advertising or something completely different and very very randomly I wish I was going around looking at trees like I, I wish I was that culture but gotten into golf and I know that's exactly what you should be doing when you retire and I am not there despite the grays on my hair but I love it it's such a good thing to do I was I never understood it anytime it was on the television I'd turn it off and now I'm obsessed and it's just interesting because every person who's is out there I, I live in Essex despite my skin not being orange that is where I'm based and it's it's funny because most of the men you meet out on the course you know have already had these like hugely successful careers and I don't know maybe they don't like it but I love going up to them and just like chatting to them and kind of hearing about what they've done in their life and the kind of what ads that stick out to them and, and what really appeals to them because I think you get so easily caught up in making work that's for other advertising or, or PR people rather than focusing on the consumer and and those things that actually really, really connect with them. I don't know if we're allowed to bring up ads but I'm going to. Heineken have this ad out at the moment and it's absolutely brilliant. You know, it's um, this little TVC and it's about, you know, being careful with your Heineken that you don't put it down and, you know, misplace it because someone else could pick up your drink. And it's so funny, you know, it, it's people putting on their like scrunchies around the lid. It's people writing their names on their bottle or like tearing up little parts of the label. And that for me, like has been my favorite piece of work during this whole lockdown. So I was like, God, it's so true and you know it's doing really really well because Carl in accounting likes it and Carl doesn't like anything so you know you know it's it's really 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 good creative work and I think that's really inspiring and um, so I'm I don't I, I I think probably that's that's been my favorite kind of moments in terms of you know going off the the usual tracks which is like spending all day looking at the drum or whatever yeah. it's just it's getting talking to people yeah, people as inspiration. It's been a great level of the last year, hasn't it? It feels like you can ask anyone how they are and you're expecting, you know, whatever level they are, whatever business they're in, you're expecting a genuine, you know, human answer, aren't you, to that question now? And it just feels like we've got more permission to have 
different sorts of conversations with people. Um, it's really interesting. Talk, talk to me a bit about um, technology and different tools you might be using now and other things as, as well as technology that you want to take forward from this time. So maybe you've kind of discovered a way of doing something that you hadn't occurred to you before and that's going to be something that is a great thing to take forward for you. Gee, if you are you using different tools and different bits of technology, using things in different ways? Um, I don't think there's any new tools that I'm using that I wasn't using previously or other people aren't using. Um, so I, I, I don't think, no, I don't, I don't think there's one piece of tech that's really been the savior. I think there's certain, this is going to sound odd coming from someone who works at a tech agency, but I think there's something to be very mindful of and that's overexposure or just too much coming down the channels. We all feel a bit zoomed out at times. I think it was one thing that I've learned. It's that let the creative process breathe. Um, there's a point where you can just be on call after call after call. And actually, as, as much as we find inspiration through talking, we have to process all that information. And a lot of the time that gets done in a very sort of solitude, solitude, that word, manner, anyway. And that sort of happens as we're going about our day. I mean, I sort of get my best ideas when I'm sort of in autopilot. Mm. Like a lot of people say, go for a walk. I, I don't like going for a walk because it actually clears your head. <laughs> it, makes you, it makes you too relaxed. If you go for a drive, your brain's still engaged. So you're still thinking about not crashing. <laughs> So it's still active, but at the same time, it's so autopilot engaged that you're sort of still, you know, a couple of cogs still working away and trying to process all this information that you've gathered, all the inspiration, the client requirements, uh, the market sector, you know, everything. Because this whole thing about creative, it's, it's about finding clarity of vision. It's like we're sort of trying to work out the end goal, and it's like a giant dot to dot. And we're trying to find the star shape in there. And we've got to join all those dots up. So, you know, it's, it's letting, letting the, the processor go through, its, uh, go through its process, I guess. And, and that brief, I mean, that, that, that brief is really the most important part of the moment. Quiz that in its minutest form, because that brief has to be right in the first place. Mm. Um, otherwise, this whole process is just a waste of time. So, you know, it's, it's working with the clients from that to make sure that we are answering, um, well, asking the right questions and answering the right problems, I guess. Um, and also apparently, well, I, I never thought this was possible that a beard would be too long for a creative, but <laughs> I, I found that around March the 20th, I think. So that was about... You've been told the beard's too long, G. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a good four months into not having a cut. That's the point when you should have a cut. <laughs> Sean, what about for you? Have you? Have there any new tools or techniques that, uh, or any new ways of working that you're keen to take forward out of this period? Uh, yes, there's been one invaluable tool which I've come to know and love, and that's been the um, do not disturb status on my <laughs> computer because... You know, pre-pandemic, you'd get a bing or a buzz and you go, oh, okay, well, let me check it. But right now, everything bings, buzzes, notifies, and 
you know, you've got your phone next to your computer next to possibly some sort of tablet device. And so a buzz triplicates out. <laughs> so finding some time where people can leave you alone because everything is virtual and I can actually get into my own head has been, I would say, the most undervalued <laughs> tool that I've known to come in love is just do not annoy me for at least 30 minutes. <laughs> I need to I need to do that more often. Aoife, <laughs> <laughs> how do you balance those tools with, you know, the, the tools and techniques that you're learning and have learned over the past year with we're still having that headspace? No, it's it's hard, you know, originally I think everyone got so excited about working from home because it's kind of like, you know, there was such a push beforehand about getting, you know, remote working environments and flexi hours. And I think as like both of the lads have said, it's it's not like that. It, if anything, I feel like I'm on call all of the time. You're like a, a creative doctor, but on not as good of a salary. And, you know, it's, it, it can get an awful lot. So I think one of the things like me and my partner, Lena, love to do, depending on who's on the call with us, to give us a little extra minute is you kind of find the flaws in tech and how you can use that to your advantage. Like everybody freezes on Zoom. So you just stay still for, give yourself that extra three seconds to get that answer. Pretend you're gone and come back and, and you have something great. Because I think, you know, it's it's hard when you've been in the office and, you have like your kind of your pitch meeting, you can work off each other's energy, but you then have these kind of other outside factors that come in, whether it's, you know, you're on a call to a client and one of you is supposed to pitch and their internet suddenly cuts out and having to like pick up from that moment. And you just have to stay agile all of the time. And that can be absolutely exhausting and then I think as well like every brief for the past while has been and how do we put this on TikTok <laughs> you're like there's other things out there <laughs> like there are other things we could be doing and you know it's it's great like I love TikTok but it, it is really funny just how how the platforms have changed so quickly in, in terms of where people want to be seen and um, I'm quite excited to kind of see the the next age of, of, of creativity and, and app development. You know, there's this really cool app coming out. Um, maybe it's, it's been released now. I think it's called Thursday. And it's a, a dating app that is only active on Thursday. And I was like, thank God, because I literally go out with my friends and I barely see them because they're stuck on their phones. They've got their, their Tinder, their Bumble, their Hinge. And I'm like, okay, if I just can get rid of those and they can have their Thursday doing that. I was like, Perfect. You know, there's there's so much great things that come with tech and, you know, we're so lucky to be living in an age where, you know, this pandemic happened and that we could all, for the most part, successfully work from home. You know, had this happened 20 years earlier when we had one phone in our, our, our home house, which had a cord of about this length. <laughs> I don't think so. We're living in the world of, of dial-up. Um, that you know we, we've so much to be grateful of and appreciative for but equally i'm very much looking forward to a break from i think sean obviously you just said a second it was like i literally have two ipads a laptop and a phone around me and like you always hear like in you know black mare that tech is going to take over and it's like if so i'm surrounded <laughs> like <laughs> <Yeah>. can't help <laughs> 
Yeah, I think we can all we can all feel that one, Eva. Just quickly, last question before we wrap up, and I'll G, I'll come to you first. What one thing have you learned about creativity or yourself as a creative over the past year? Good question. Um, I'm not sure if it's about what I've learned about myself. I think it's it's what we have in front of us. Um, okay. So look, we've, we've got the opportunity here to rebuild this world however we wish. It's a blank canvas. We can rip up the rule book and we can make it better, right? We can make it more accessible, more inclusive, and more connected than ever before. And the world is now one big, exciting challenge. And that makes it the perfect environment for creativity to flourish, which is something which you've been referencing all the way throughout. So I never imagined that we'd ever have the opportunity and the means actually to reinvent this planet. Like this is a once in a generation opportunity. And I feel really fortunate to be part of that. So you know what? Let's use the very best of our abilities not to fuck it up. Um, but equally, I, I, think, I think by having our freedoms removed has reminded us all of the importance of being free. So like pre-COVID, we were basically chained to our desks. During COVID, we were chained to our bloody dining tables. So like post-COVID, I hope this conversation moved away from sort of finding work-life balance and, and more into work-life work integration, I guess. Because for me, like, time is irrelevant, place is unimportant. So it's a bit like, Lord, don't slow me down, right? Yeah, love it. Thank you, G. And Sean, what one thing have you learned about creativity or yourself as a creative over the past year or so? I would say... When it comes to myself, I have literally, I think, doubled down my filter on the no asshole rule. Um, I, I think uh, we have, a, I agree, I think we have a lot of work to do. I think this is a once in a generational kind of moment. And I have, and I think we have some really challenging headwinds ahead of us. So I don't want to be dragged down by assholes. So I would rather go all in with people who want to roll their sleeves up, get things done, tackle big ideas and big challenges, and ex choose to expend my energy on that. Um, and I think relative to creativity in general, um, I think that what I've really learned about that is that people have a lot of untapped potential and they are a lot more confident with it now mm. and so as we get back to whatever the new form of normal is those of us who choose quote-unquote creativity as a job uh we're going to have to like get eight bring our ap game it's our advanced placement game instead of just like our a game <laughs> to the table because people have also been uh, filtering, I think, the type of content that they've been consuming and their uh, 
their expectations are that much are going to be that much higher um sort of going forward so yeah interesting thoughts and Aoife what have you learned what one thing have you learned about creativity and yourself as a creative over the past year for sure um I think probably it's like disbanding labels I probably put on myself or others put on us you know for my accent, I'm from Ireland, like my partner's from Hungary and people naturally presume I'm the copywriter and she's the art director. And it was kind of just roles that we were just like, yeah, that's that's how we are because that's how we are viewed. And we completely ripped that apart and changed how we approached creative. Um, and I think it's been something that's been really great for us and has made us stronger as a team you know, spending those extra hours that we did have bringing confidence to Lena and, and her writing because that had been kind of taken away from her, whether it was something we'd naturally kind of been doing ourselves or, you know, others had kind of presumed and equally allowing myself the opportunity to put, you know, my drawings out there because that was something I, I feared I couldn't do because you want to fit in or we used to want to anyway fit into the boxes that people wanted us to fill and now we just don't care. And I think that's so refreshing to kind of get to a point where you're just like, look, we love working with each other. We love this industry, but we're going to love the way we do it. Um, and I think at the moment we're just in a position where we've been able to, to be that way and turn down roles that haven't suited us and, and not take those labels anymore because I think, you know, there's been so many great conversations that have happened over the pandemic and some really, really big promises made by agencies um, and brands that I'm really looking forward to see if, if they hold true. Mm -hmm. It's potentially going to be a really, really, really exciting time or, you know, it's going to be another one of those, you know, what was it like Fatima? might have a career in tech and she doesn't even know it yet. Uh, you know, I'm hoping we don't, we don't go down that route. Um, but yeah, it's, I think that's probably been the biggest learning curve is just kind of really appreciating yourself, your work and your partner and, and really finding your, your values and, and sticking to them. Lovely. Thanks, Eva. Um, thank you all very much. Well, wrap up then. That's been a really exciting discussion. I think you should all, carry on joining the dots and finding that star uh, for your clients. It sounds like we're on a, the edge of something really interesting for creativity in the, um, in the earned universe and beyond. So thank all of you for joining me today and uh, go on doing what you're doing. Thanks very much. For having us. Thank you. You've been listening to the Provoke podcast brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers.